Howdy do buckaroos. Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. This is the Westworld podcast on the incomparable over on the TV show. I am your host, Callie Gamont. With me as always is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. Now, we are here today to talk about Season 3, Episode 5 of Westworld. It's called Genre. I think it's hands down my favorite of the series, uh, of the season so far. Uh, I enjoyed it very much for a whole bunch of reasons, and we're going to get into all of those. Uh, first up, I'd like to thank Jason and everyone over at The Incomparable for hosting us over there and uh, putting up with all of our nonsense. And I would also like to welcome uh, our friend Josh from... <laughs> from last week's episode to the super secret theory club so i think that gets all of our uh business out of the way except for one bit of breaking news which we got just before we record this because we're completely out of order this week so beep 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 breaking news westworld has been renewed for a fourth season what that means about this season i don't know uh what that means about next season i don't know i don't know if they went into this hoping to tell a four season story perhaps five i don't know um they're the only ones that know and lord knows they ain't talking (laughs) yeah they ain't talking so they uh they certainly aren't talking enough about this season which would be really damn helpful and i must say i agree with you that uh uh episode five of season three is my favorite episode so far of season three just uh for so many reasons yeah um it looks good the other episodes were bad or anything it was just my favorite so far it it stands out in a bunch of ways. Uh, and for me, it's sort of uh, concentrated doses of everything I love about the show. Um, sort of like that party drug we get right at the beginning, which is where the episode gets its name. Yep. Uh, we've got, you know, four layers of wink, wink, nudge, nudge in some of the decisions made in the episode. Uh, we've got a beautiful episode where a bunch of things happen. We have some really interesting moments set to different uh, music. We've got some action. We've got some really fine moments between some folks that we don't normally see together. So um, all of the stuff that I really like. So let's get into it. Um, like you said. And we have some theories. At least I have some theories I'm going to surprise oh, Kelly Oh, do I have theories? <laughs> uh, we did have to briefly delay recording while I uh, fired up drafts, which is where I keep all my notes. Hi, Greg. Um, so uh, one of the things I want to start with is is sort of right, right at the beginning, uh, we get something from Serac that I thought was really funny, so I wrote it down. Um. I feel like this this is Serac in a nutshell. Uh was uh he's on the plane and he turns around because the his like aide or whatever walks into the room walks into the plane. It's not really a room on a plane, I guess. Uh walks in and says, uh, I have news. And Serac turns around and says, If it's news, it's unexpected, and that's never good. And I'm like, Yeah. That's him right there in a nutshell. Um, he doesn't like the unexpected. He doesn't right. like the outliers. Yes. And and I think, and this is my theory, uh, I think it's because the bottom fell out of his life when oh, yeah. Paris exploded. And so this is his reaction to that is I will enforce order on everything yeah. forever from now on. Um, yeah, it's. It's basically, uh, I think he says this uh, about chaos. Yeah. Right? Is the thing that he's fighting against. 
yeah. with his system. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think what's the phrase he, the guy from Brazil, the president of Brazil. Oh, the president. Fly, yeah. yeah, flies in the ointment. Flies in the ointment, yeah. And speaking of flies in the intro, it's it struck me, because I remember when I first watched the episode and we're watching the flies buzzing around and everybody swatting yeah. them away, uh, I thought, you know, that's like Chekhov's gun at first, I thought, because, <laughs> you know, the flies are going to turn out to be like little uh, spies microphones or, you know, little, or something or microphones or something. And they didn't really, as far as we know, they weren't. Mm-hmm. But it really harkens back to uh, a few other episodes. Uh, one mm-hmm. uh, episode, one first season, the premiere, when uh, Dolores swats the fly when mm-hmm. she starts to go off her loop. Yeah. Uh which was uh That was the know, first just... thing I thought of when he started when we you could hear the buzz and then he starts waving his hand. That was the first thing I thought was is it gonna land on his neck and is he gonna smash yeah. it? Yeah. But he didn't go off his loop. He you know <laughs> No. Uh so and, and I think that's part of it. And we also saw this season uh Bernard um uh in the opening episode um one of the opening episodes tending to a, a cow mm-hmm. that was covered with flies yeah, uh, and injured. And he was trying to, uh, you know, fix it, cure it, whatever. And mm-hmm. that also harkens back to last season when Dolores is telling the story that her father told her about. Oh, the, the flies uh, in the blue tongue. Right. The flies in the blue tongue. Yeah. And so, uh, so they obviously are yelling at us, right, <laughs> with flies again. Yes. I'm yeah. not quite sure what it means, but I think what it means is, you know, they're um they're an indicator of malaise, of disease. Yeah. I yeah, I'm I hear the shouting, but I can't make out all the words just yet. right yeah and so uh and so there's a lot of shouting in this episode and they really start shouting at the end which when we get to that uh caleb scene i'll I'll talk about some of my whack-ass things but i thought that was very i thought that was very interesting but this whole idea of control the other motif that's not only crazy in this episode but we'll see as crazy in the next episode is the circle you know where we see the um Ah uh, yes, uh, the watch. The, yeah, the watch and the circle going out of balance, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it's the, you know it's the circular thing. It's it's Rehoboam. It's uh, the host brain balls. It's everything else like that. It's showing that the world is going out of order. And mm-hmm. as I mentioned in the reaction show that we did for this episode, it's really funny that. In episode five, we're getting the sort of climax that we thought we wouldn't see because we all knew that, you know, Dolores was coming to mm-hmm. stage a revolution. Yeah. Right. We we suspected that since the end of season two, that that's really what was going to go go yeah. on. We started getting a little drips and, and drabs uh, here. And the revolution happened uh, in halfway. Well, five. just over halfway. Yeah. 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 Just over halfway. So like. What the hell? Uh, you know, what else is going to happen here? And so I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But as we're seeing, 
this is only the start of the uh the revolution the world right. is starting to you know to wobble and rotate off its axis and hit that graph that's flashed in here uh, with stability wherever you think flattens out i think it's about a third of the way through the episode where sirak is doing one of his flashbacks mm -hmm. and talking to dempsey about his brother in the chart or whatever and yeah. so uh uh there's that and we'll and dig so into thought, the the chart a little bit later yeah i have something to say about that too so, um, so it was a great it was a great intro and a great intro to Serac and seeing the the background, which I also thought was interesting, the pictures of him and his brother yeah. looking so much like Ford as a youngster, and I thought of Ford and his mm -hmm. brother, right? And so I wonder what the parallels are there. You know, obviously they didn't know each other because at different ages and stuff like that. Sure. But but, but they're they're definitely contemporaries, like in some fashion. Yeah. So yeah, I totally yeah. They're, that. they're it's it's Lisa and Jonathan painting with the same brush for a reason. Mm -hmm. Why are why did they pick up that brush? Yep. Uh, now one thing that that we get right there at the beginning. Uh, so first of all, um, <laughs> I felt uh, I felt like once we met uh, Dempsey Senior, I guess. Um, yeah. Meeting him, he, at first, like, I just absolutely had him pegged. Oh, like, I I knew exactly who unbelievably wealthy, entitled, rich dude was, right? Like, that was, and then that I felt a little... wealthy, untitled, and rich dude, well, right? Yeah, and then I felt a little sad that, oh, like, they didn't have to try that hard, and I filled in all the rest of that dude because we've seen him over and over and over again in our culture. So I I was like, oh, I know exactly what the deal is here. And then I was like, <sighs> but um, right near the beginning of Junior's storyline, uh, we get the nice little throwback to uh, the previous episode, episode four, where his friend gives him the the party drug for the sex auction. And uh, Liam never used it. And so he decided now's the time and he jabs Caleb with it. Um, then uh, Dolores puts the, the, I keep wanting to call them the Snapchat glasses because I don't have a better name for them. Uh, puts the like heads up display glasses on Liam and says, you want to know who I am? Check it out. And he can't find her. Like He says she's not in the system. And he sort of sounds impressed. He doesn't sound mad or frustrated or confused. I think he's sort of in awe that she's just not there. But then he looks at Caleb. And he freaks out. He, like, start, you see him, like, scanning through whatever it is in the glasses. Exactly. And who the hell are you people? Something like that. You know, um... And, like, it's not Dolores not being in the system that freaks him out. It's getting a good look at whatever the system can tell him about Caleb that's freaking him out. Yes. So and this goes to my theory <laughs> with uh, one of those final scenes. So Yeah, and, and we, we will talk about this, but I think, this, there, I think there's a straight line from this to Liam on the beach later. Uh, oh, is, is my I, theory. I, that's... We probably have the same damn theory then. So, and I think we're, <laughs> mine doesn't think go we're any further than that, except that uh, whatever it is that Liam 
that Liam has discovered. Uh, I have like I have a corollary. I don't have an actual theory about it. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll, so there's I'll that. Ta- bit. I'll, t- I'll take you home then when we get there. Uh, okay. So the other thing is, uh, by the way, I want to say in episode seven, I think we're going to get the payoff on this. Yes, this and like I very, cannot wait. It looks like a very Liam centric episode, so that's going to be very very interesting. Okay, so. Uh, let me back up again. I think I said this in the reaction show, but I can't remember, uh, to that intro where we're getting the, you know, Saul, David, Solomon, Rohobo. Yeah. When we learn how the computer came to be, because this, uh, this episode, one of the things that I did enjoy about it was the narration, uh, from Sirach, Engeron Sirach, uh, the narration that we get from him about, um, how the computer came to be and the story that he's telling like of himself basically. Um, and I, I I really liked that narrative frame that helps us kind of dip into all of this backstory without bringing the current story to a halt. Yeah. They could have spent the whole hour there as far as I'm concerned, because I'm very interested in the other thing. I just want to point this out. And I think I said in the reaction show is that the actor, they got to play, uh, uh, young Sirach, Alexander Barr, mm-hmm. is like a dead ringer for Vincent Cassell. Yeah, if you told and me that they like, had just where... taken someone the right like physical size and just de-aged Vincent Cassell and put that face on that guy like they did with um, Star Wars characters, I totally would have believed you. A hundred percent. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was uh, almost creepy. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was like, boy, that's casting. And the guy, the guy really projects to where Vincent Cassell is going with, uh, the character. Yeah. So like you can totally draw the, a very, very straight line between the two of them. And it's, it was really interesting to watch. Um, watching this again, uh, like going through different things stood out to me. And uh, one of the things that stood out to me in this one was um, uh, Connells, Martin Connells, our our favorite Scottish son of a bitch, um, who it turns out is a Loris. Um, a Loris, yes. A Loris. Uh, we don't know which number, so I can't say it's like, you know, two Loris or three Loris. Um, so... Connell's is a Loris and seems to seems to not be quite so closely intertwined, I guess, with Dolores. And I think that that's sort of happening to all of them. And yeah, it's the branching. It's like, yeah, uh, they've all been they They were all cloned at a specific point in time. Right. And now they're all peeling off. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, what we don't know is how much the Musashi clone uh, is peeling off. Obviously, he's yeah. taking up uh, smoking seriously. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, by the way, that's a thing I way, think. I want to go back to a point. Uh, you know, we've talked about the number of brain balls mm-hmm. in these things. And I pointed out mm-hmm. repeatedly, we know we know where three of the extra bl- uh, brain balls were. Yes. We don't know where... That fourth one was. We know we the fifth not. one is Bernard. Yes. We don't know where the fourth one is. But you'd mentioned earlier about uh, in the airplane, Ciroc's guy is coming up and telling him about, you know, the the news. It's the never news. good. Yes. And he says, and I'm quoting because I've got the subtitles up on the video <laughs> right now. Yes. They picked up communications 
mm-hmm. in Jakarta, Berlin, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Now we know uh, Dolores Prime is in L.A. We know mm-hmm. uh, uh, that Hale uh, Loris is in San Francisco. Yeah, and we know Martin is also in Los Angeles because they're in the same area. Yeah. And we know Musashi is, if he's not in Jakarta, he's near it, right? Okay. Who the fuck is in Berlin? hmm My theory, one of my other theories is, we're going to find out either episode seven or episode eight that that fourth brain ball, that fourth copy of mm-hmm. uh, Dolores, another Loris yes. is fucking around in Berlin. Why they're in oh. Berlin, I have no idea, but that's my theory. Well, the first thing I think of is Iggy Pop and David Bowie, because we got both of them in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I don't know how that fits into anything, and I don't really care. Uh, it would just be really, uh, really awesome. It makes as much sense as anything else. So, That's kind of uh, where I'm at. Um, yeah. Speaking of, like, I want the season three. I want the shirt that Marshawn Lynch is wearing, the one that lights up with his moods. Uh, but mine would just say confused all the time. Just constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it would alter. Actually, no, I take it back. It would call. It would. It would alternate between confused and the fuck. It yeah. would alternate. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the one of the. Uh, like we we also got in this in this episode uh, some of the characters I love we got Ash and Marshawn Lynch whose name I can't remember um, Giggles Giggles <laughs> that's that's what, how he's credited as is Giggles so I love that so much um so we get we get um we get Ash and Giggles uh we get a whole lot of Caleb we get Caleb basically tripping balls through this episode on this genre drug and. It looked amazing. Um, uh, like all of the it, photography, like, it's beautiful. The photography was, the photography was great, and the action scene is good. But I could have cut that action scene by a third at least. The car chase. And I think it would have still the car chase. It still would have. I don't need to see all of it. You know, the third act of the Dark yeah. Knight again. Okay, However, I've, I've said that multiple times. I don't need to see that. It does set up some tension, mm-hmm. and it's very well done, but I would have killed for more elaboration between the scenes uh, with Connells. I'd have taken another few uh, minutes and, of Bernard and Connells, yeah. Yeah, but but, Bernard and Connells. I would have taken more backstory on uh, Serac. Yeah. And but I here, would have taken more more explanation later on when we finally get to the subway yeah. about what the fuck did Liam mean? You did. I, I think I know what he, uh, he did mean yeah. about the story of the rats, but where that's going and what <laughs> Dolores is thinking is mm-hmm. right. That would have helped. Now I want to talk for a second about the car chase because uh, this involves one of my favorite topics on the, when we talk about the show and that is the music. And the reason is, Remember how I said right at the top, one of the things I loved about this episode was how everything is like eight layers deep. So what do we get as the music for the car chase? We get the ride of the Valkyries. And what is the ride? Everybody's heard this music. We've all heard it for the thing, whatever it was, whether it was to comic effect or in a commercial or to dramatic effect like this. Um, We've all heard this piece of music before. This piece of music is from an opera 
by Wagner. And it's called Ride of the Valkyries, which is a, overall, it's like an eight minute piece. I went and looked it up because I wanted to see if there was something there. And I'm here to tell you, here's how it is. Um, it takes about eight minutes and it begins as the prelude to the third act in this particular opera. Until the curtain rises to reveal a mountain peak where four of the eight Valkyrie sisters of Brunhild have gathered in preparation for the transportation of fallen heroes to Valhalla. As the four are joined by the other four, the familiar tune is carried by the orchestra while the Valkyries greet each other and sing their battle cry. So the sister, the eight Valkyrie sisters of Brunhilde, who is this? She was introduced in an ancient Germanic epic poem with the following. This was her introduction in this poem. There was a queen who resided over the sea, whose, this is a translation, whose like no one knew of anywhere. She was exceedingly beautiful and great in physical strength. She shot the shaft with bold knights. Love was the prize. Who could that possibly be referring to? Who? Who? Who possibly? Uh, so who she is in, uh, like, in general, uh, Brunhilde, like, is also represented in, in other ancient literature. I Seriously, I only spent about 10 minutes on this. I know it sounds like I'm doing a book report, but it really wasn't all that long. Uh, generally, in the Norse tradition, uh, she is a, a shield maiden or a Valkyrie who is a main character of some of these stories. And... Um, She's an unbelievably powerful queen, and in both uh, Norse tradition and Germanic tradition, she is instrumental in bringing about the death of the hero, Siegfried, after he deceives her into marrying King Gunnar. Wow, you really you really went deep on this. <laughs> no, I seriously just went and like scraped like two different pages and, and, and copy-pasted some stuff together. Um, so... That was the part I thought was was really interesting. Like, to get down to four, like, the curtain rises on four of the eight. I'm like, is that a spoiler? <laughs> yeah. Considering that this is a show that used a stock photo and then went and contacted the subject of the stock photo and asked that asked that person to make a cameo appearance in a later episode of the show that they were shooting because they found this stock photo... And wanted to make sure that they were legit. So, yeah, I can absolutely believe that this is a spoiler and that there's another four Lorises out there raising hell. <laughs> Entirely possible. Uh, well, and that's like why there's eight episodes. I mean, really, yeah. I could do this all day. Are you? Do you hear me, Reddit? Yeah. Well, you, you noticed uh, <laughs> it. It wasn't until I was doing rewatches that I noticed things like uh, remember in the previous episode, in episode four, where we finally got William reintroduced. Yeah. And he was going nuts and he was uh, having his uh, Juliet like bathtub sequence mm -hmm. and also noticing the sky was leaking. Did you notice the chandelier? It's intentionally different mm -hmm. from the one in the, um, the uh, episode. Uh, uh, from season two, it looks different. Do you know what it looks like? I know it's, it's different, but I don't know what it. I don't. I don't recall what it looked like. 
it's a red brain ball in the center with five silver brain balls around it. Go back and look at it. Oh, yeah. See, it, these are the see, people I'm that. Scanning, yeah, I'm scanning through the episode again today, and I'm going, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How did I yes. not see this the first three times I looked at it? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, I think this is where I'm going to go ahead and just quote, uh, it was basically a cameo, but we got a little tiny bit of stubs in this episode. And uh, he said the two most important things in this episode as they were standing in the building and it explode, and they look up and see the explosion when, uh, uh, when, a. Loris and uh, uh, Palm Clementif end up exploding in the building and Stubbs looks up and looks at Bernard and goes, what the fuck just happened in there? And then they go outside and he goes, what the fuck just happened out here? Yes. <laughs> you could just put that up. You could just put Stubbs on a loop for the rest of the season. Yeah, that that's his loop, I think. What in the actual fuck? I think that's his loop. <laughs> uh, with an occasional what the ever loving fuck, you know, for variety. Um, that's it. So by the way, by the way, <laughs> yes, I thought it was odd. Like, how did he know to come up those back stairs right. and get, uh, uh, Connell's Loris? Mm-hmm. So did, did Bernard set him up that way? Does, Does he have find did, my hosts on his phone? Yeah, that's what, yeah, find my host. That's what I'm thinking. So how did he figure that out? And so he's, he, he and Bernard either set up a signaling system early. Mm-hmm. They have some kind or, of plan. Or he's a genius or he's actually working for the other side. Oh, no, I don't think it's that. Yeah. Uh, I think him and so, Bernard but... set something up. I mean, it's as likely as anything else. I just don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, spies everywhere. Yes. But yeah. Um. I pity. also thought it's it was interesting lost, that. Yeah. It's a pity, by the way, we lost Pom Clementif, which she just. Yes. She is just so fabulous to I just watch her. chew up scenery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was great, and I was sad to lose uh, Connell's in any iteration because he was fun both before and after his yeah. uh, software update and so i enjoyed him a lot and so i'm also sad to see him go um additionally because i think he had a pretty impactful place in the world being who he was and so i'm curious what the fallout from no more connells is gonna be because i don't think they've like printed out another and stashed him anywhere i don't think we have a backup of him Right. So I'm kind of so I am bummed that that that's uh, not what happened. Uh, I also did enjoy. Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about the genres on the, the the genres that we go through in in the in the episode when we did the reaction show, but just for a minute, I have to say, um, I loved watching Aaron Paul roll through this episode, completely goofed up. Uh, watching the color fall out of everything, um, the romance piece, the ride of the Valkyries. I didn't need as much ride of the Valkyries as I got. Um, the the whole thing with uh, heading down to the train station. You know, they go to get on the subway with Iggy Pop playing. 
Um, oh, by the yeah. way, he, the thing with the lights, was... my basement does that too. I can make my basement do that. That's pretty awesome. Yes, yes, um, I've seen the pictures, folks. I've seen <laughs> the pictures. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was as screwed up as as if he was taking, you know, uh, the blue crack that him from the last show and yeah. Walter Walter White uh, 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 made all the time. So yeah, uh, that was really good. I also thought the. Uh, uh, the sort of the way they wove the music into the uh, genres, the mm-hmm. cinematography into the uh, genres, <laughs> and the dialogue into the genres. Yes. That was a very, very interesting thing. Uh, so one other thing that struck me was um, uh, also as the, he's finally coming out of it mm-hmm. uh, in the real world. Mm-hmm. And this is just after we get the scene where uh, uh, Martin does the big explosion and yes. Stubbs does the, yo, what the fuck happened in there? Uh, <laughs> what stuff. happened out of here? Yeah. Uh, or actually in between that, uh, we get the uh, the scene where uh, there, yeah, it's, it's actually right before all those scenes. It's where uh, they're seeing the world go crazy. And people come up and try to kill Caleb, and uh, Dolores goes all Terminator again. Yeah, and steps in front of him. Yeah, and gets the shots. And it's obviously starting. He's starting to realize. Caleb is starting to realize. There's There's more to this story. Yeah, there's. She's not exactly normal. (laughs) There's something about Laura. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's something about this girl that's not exactly normal. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what set, uh, sets him off. So uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting in this whole sequence was when Sirach, um gives, you know, basically uh, it's a flashback and he's uh, giving Dempsey his evil plan mm-hmm. uh, and yes. kills him. But we see the uh, the center, the re-education center. Is that what it's called? And I think this. Uh, yeah, because they're uh, well. That's what it's it's called. I don't remember the, seeing the seeing it. It's on so. a, it's on a tablet. It's actually okay. said what it is. Yeah. Okay. But the title of what it is is something different. I think it's. Okay. I forget what it is in this episode, but we'll see it next episode because it's the same type of facility that the man in black is in. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting. Well, my theory is, it, is that it's that facility, that it's the same uh, one. That's what I think is that that's it's all one sort of outsourced thing. Um, and the yeah, thing because because uh, because Connell shows it to Bernard. Right. Before everything explodes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so, I think this gets to my analysis of the uh, my theory of the last scene with Caleb. But I'll let you finish that. Sorry. Well, the conversation that that they have in there uh, that he has with senior that Angeron Sirach has with senior when senior stumbles on it, I think Sirach let him find it. But anyway, um, the conversation that they have. Uh, I went and looked it up. I looked it up with the subtitles and wrote it down to make sure that I had it right because we sort of made mention of this in the reaction show. Um, he, uh, Sirach flat out says, 
Rehoboam sends this group to high-risk sectors like a war, a wood chipper to eat them and spit them out dead or useless, isn't helping them better than killing them off. And that's what he's yeah. trying to do there. So he's talking about, and he does mention uh, something uh, also at the beginning sort of of the conversation that the two of them are having. He talks about having to be on anti-radiation medication. Yeah. And uh, which I feel like is going to is another, um, you know, Chekhov's prescription. Uh, that one's going to go yeah. off again later, too. And um, and he says like that he's been that he's been taking this and that's when he discovered we could edit people. And then so then he talks about like because there's outliers and I'm going to take these people and I'm going to go like break them and then bring them here so I can feel better about breaking fucking them up by trying to put them back together you know within the rules and one of these people is his brother and so that like and of course Dolores knows what he did and she says mm -hmm. it to him when he's yeah you mean like your brother yeah like your brother and then she walks through him which is a total power move when you're talking to Serac I think <laughs> yes and which obviously pissed him off oh yeah uh, so do we want to get to the beach scene? Cause this is a very interesting scene. Well, this is the transition to that because the interesting thing right underneath that, I wrote down the thing that Liam says later because, uh, Ciroc says, uh, isn't helping them better than killing them off. And then, uh, Liam on the beach later says, we can't fix you and we can't get rid of you when they're talking on the beach. So yep. it takes us to the beach. Let's chat about it. Uh, it was... It was very interesting. Uh, again, Great Kelly, music, Kelly right? with the music. It was from The Shining. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a great theme by uh, Wendy Carlos. What? So was it the original music from the film, or was it a reorganis uh, orchestration? It was a reorchestration? Uh, you right? know, let me uh, talk to us a little bit about the scene and I will I will go take a peek and see if I can find something she, that tells me one way or another. She, she's using the, she's using the Google folks. <laughs> I can tell you right now. It's DuckDuckGo. She, yeah, <laughs> I know better yeah. because we yeah, don't live don't, in the timeline where the privacy laws have passed yet. Yeah. So I, I don't use the Google <laughs> either. I use the DuckDuckGo. Uh, so anyway, uh, some interesting things before we get to the flashbacks and the other stuff with Liam, it's the, it's this whole conversation with free will again, you know, yeah. the one that we got uh, in episode four, when William's going off is nuts and is seeing uh, Emily. So the whole question mm -hmm. is, is it, you know, is it your choice or are you just a, a automaton? Right. Mm -hmm. And Did you do the bad get... thing uh, because it's your choice or were you told to do it? So this goes back and forth again. Uh, and Ash decides that she has free will and just shoots the mofo, right? <laughs> which I loved. Yes. Which was which was the gunshot placed during the flashback that Caleb is having about somebody getting killed. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I... The interesting thing is that, you know, it's like Caleb, once he's dying there, he's like, he's not letting him die because he's, uh, he wants to know uh, what he meant, right? Mm -hmm. You did it. He keeps saying, did what? And we see these flashes um, of um, 
uh, why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? Uh, Enrico Colin, uh, Colantoni. Yeah. Yes. Uh, whose character name I now know because <gasps> the, the press has come out. His character's name is Whitman and this lovely camel hair jacket, by the way, I must say. Is a it was really nice. Yeah. Wearing. It was a lovely uh, jacket. And we can see him being uh, bound up. We can see him being uh, basically strapped in a chair with a bag uh, on with his a head. hood on. Yeah, yeah, bag on his head. Uh, we can see uh, uh, scenes of Caleb and his war buddy Francis mm-hmm. dying. And we can see somebody mysterious that we don't know, but I figured out who the actress is. Oh. Uh, Bahia Haifa. Okay. If I'm pronouncing that uh, correct. And she's apparently credited in this upcoming episode as Dr. Green. And Ooh. she's the one overseeing Liam in the same uh, type of chair with the same type of glasses on that we're going to see the man in black. Do you mean Liam or do you mean Caleb? Yeah. So okay. That, that been... second when we saw Caleb in the thing with the, yeah, okay. Okay. Right. So here's my theory mm-hmm. is that my theory is that it could very well be that these memories that Caleb keeps having are not his memories, that he is a very important and influential outlier. Oh. And what they've done is they've given him a backstory that is not the truth. Right. Oh. And he was reprogrammed by Dr. Green. Okay, and somehow so it involves are these, this character Whitman. I don't know. I don't know these, whether he's well, the good guy or the bad guy or whatever. Are these fake this, memories or are these just someone else's? I have no idea, but okay. it could very well be. This is how evil these other mofos, and I'm talking <laughs> about the showrunners, could be. We could find out. We could find out that Caleb is actually a plant all this time by Ciroc. <gasps> right? And that all this stuff has been set up. To reel Dolores in. Yeah, to reel Dolores <gasps> in. But okay, I'm not quite buying that theory because it's like when... Uh, when Caleb has the not an epiphany on the beach as <laughs> yes. he's slapping the dying guy, slapping dying Liam, she seems to know what his backstory is. This is where my theory comes in. Um, All right, go for it. Well, shoot, so he says, because uh, I, I got lots of theories here. I could, I, well, I could spend all day with this whole scene. So there's a point where uh, uh, Liam says to Caleb, you don't even know who you are. And the way he says it makes me believe that Liam does somehow. I don't know if he got it from the glasses or yeah. or if he has some other like oh, that I'm seems like it makes the no sense. But somehow I, I, Liam knows I, knows who he is. Yeah. At least by the time they get to the beach. Maybe not when he first uh jabs him with the genre. Hashtag not a euphemism. But Oh no no um, no. Oh no no. I, I I think he knew then and that's why he was so oh, frightened. Okay. See, I, I just thought he I, was no, like I think, I think finally in a position t- where he has to actually do something and 
No, you know? no. I think you're I think you're completely right about both of these things. Okay. So um I'm really glad I'm got that on tape. <laughs> um so the thing that the theory I have is that um uh for that the exact same moment that you're talking about where Dolores turns around because like Liam starts saying, You did it. And like that's when Dolores turns around and is like, I need him to stop talking. And yes. like that was kind of the look on her face to me. And so my theory is that um Dolores and Liam both know more about Caleb than Caleb does. Number one. Oh yeah. Agreed. Uh number two also. uh specifically Dolores knows more about Caleb than she let him know about himself when she let him look at the thing and they yeah. went out and had the the talk about like don't you ever just come out here and sit on the railing in the nighttime and whatever um so somehow this you did it is his violent delights have violent ends moment yep and it's gonna start it's his it's his cornerstone yeah it's gonna start like right now I feel like there's going to be an avalanche and we're hearing like the first little rocks and like stuff like general unrest sort of coming loose in Caleb's brain. So he's going to figure it out or find it out or something. And he's going to determine a hundred percent what happened and that Dolores isn't Dolores is doing exactly the same thing from his standpoint as what Liam and insight and Rehoboam were doing, yep. which means she's not like even if she's got different reasons she's doing the same fucking thing which is putting him on a loop and then winding him up to see where he goes and that moment is going to be the thing that makes him team bernard that's my theory um oh because because remember that like could very well be what is the last thing that happens in this episode we get dolores's power moved by walking through Sirac. she goes to get on the plane the moment that i thought was very very hilarious considering that our our uh, very early introduction to Caleb was him doing one of these random sort of delivery gigs. And so then he's standing in front of the plane and a dude walks up with a giant bag and he goes, what is this? I just deliver it, dude. And so he gets one of these deliveries, which I thought was really funny. Um, and then he goes to get on the plane and he says, uh, I'm not like, what if I'm not like everybody else or like, I'm not like an everybody else or whatever it is he says. And she says, I'm not either. And then True we get words. Right. And then we get um again the music. Uh we get that really awesome Fisher Spooner song uh emerge, which uh starts out with the first word of the song is hypermediocrity, which I thought was again very, very telling. Um yeah. And then uh like you know, the chorus of that song is what's playing over the credits. You don't need to emerge from nothing. Um huh. So uh, that's what I think is going to happen is that Caleb, because because of whoever, because of who Caleb is, which I believe he's some sort of outlier, like you were talking about, um, because An of who he outlier. is. Yes. Like, I don't I don't have 100 percent of the rest of it, but I know that he he is special in in some very particular way, which makes him of interest to everyone in this fight. And so. Uh, he's going to discover basically that Dolores is no better and he's going to change teams. That's my theory. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'll i be ready to ship that depending on what we see in episode <laughs> uh, seven this between, Sunday. I, yeah. Between six and seven, we're going to, we, I, I don't know if I can add any ammunition to that theory, but um, 
yeah, we'll see. By the way, it was both hard and surprisingly not hard to talk about episode six while we're doing this analysis show <laughs> three days after we saw episode. This is the analysis show for episode five, three yeah. days after we saw episode six, yeah. which, by the way, that that's my fault because I got sick last week. Not the trendy sick. <laughs> no, regular sick. sick, regular boring sick. Regulars. Um, yeah. It was I so again overall about the episode I loved it it was beautiful um this I'm always a little bit sad I feel like um every Maeve free episode this season automatically gets a half point deduction from the East German judge yes because that's not a dated reference um <laughs> but uh I love her and I don't think her story is getting the airtime it deserves like it there's no breathing room for her to act for anything to actually happen with her and we've gotten a whole lot of dolores and i need to get some some countermeasures in here um bernard uh, didn't well, have a lot this episode which i was also kind of disappointed by because i i really um i could have spent half an episode listening to him and a loris hash, hash it out you know that would have been a really fun conversation to get to see yeah and and just I, I could spend half an episode listening to him and Stubbs. Because <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That would, that would so, be amazing. Yes. Now I just want, yeah. like, that's another webisode. Uh, in the <laughs> in the the episode uh, six reaction show, I said that uh, I would watch, you know, like, web series in the off season. And one of them could be uh, Tandy Newton arches her eyebrow at stuff. Uh, yes. I would watch that show uh, just for like 15 minutes. Like things happen and she just turns around and arches an eyebrow and stands there for a second. I'd, I'd be into that. Um, I would also really like to watch the I, Bernard and I, I Ashley would, buddy movie. I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd be happy with both of those went to series. <laughs> I will. I will now place a full season order for Tandy Newton arches her eyebrow and stuff. <laughs> and also the uh, Bernard and Ashley buddy movie. Um Yes. Or Bernard. You know, I'd even take like it's not as fun without the facial expressions, but I would take the Bernard and Ashley radio drama if it had to if if we had to resort to that. Um, yes. I think it'd be super fun. Uh, I mostly because I really want to know what that journey was like to get from Westworld to from the park to Victorville, California, which is where they ended up. I really, really, really want to know. I think it would be fun. And why is he wearing a shirt for like Hollywood drone tours? Like what happened there? Like, I just, all of these things are things that, you know, are equally important given what we know about the tiny little details and episodes that pay off later. So yeah, they're, they're either plot points or inside jokes, possibly <laughs> both. Yes. Like I totally get you're in Southern California. You ended up wearing a, wearing the tour shirt, right? Like I get that, you know, like, like a random, you know, gift shop shirt totally makes sense. Um, we have that here. Everybody has that tourist place that like everybody, if you live there long enough, you end up with a shirt from the tourist thing that's in your vicinity. So that's what it is. Um, it's it's the seaside, the seaside Oregon T-shirt of uh, souvenirs just in California. So uh, I can't wait to talk to you about episode six and uh, the eensy look forward at episode seven that we got. Uh, we will be putting that out for you very soon. I'm really excited to uh, see where this ends up. And as we talked about briefly at the top of the show, uh, I'm really glad to know that we get a season four of all of this. Uh, 
I don't even know what to eventually, call it. <laughs> eventually, well, eventually yes. they'll start filming it when people can start filming things again. Yes, there there is that. Um, although <sighs> with with Westworld money and like season four on HBO money, um, I feel like they could take everybody and quarantine them for two weeks and then put them all together and start yeah. filming. Like that may be a thing that happens. I don't know. Uh, that's just probably me wishing. Um, but <laughs> we're gonna, uh, we, well, one thing's for damn sure they should have enough time on the alone time to sit down and write the damn thing now. <laughs> well, yeah, like I'm, I'm sort of hoping that, that this all is, um, that this is one of those things where, uh, the, the season renewal was a formality. This is my hope is that the season renewal was a formality and they always knew going in that they had X number of seasons or X number of episodes, you know, of story that they wanted to tell and they know where it's going and they know how it's going to end up and all of that. And so it was really just a formality to get a season four. I don't know. Um, but that's my hope because I am an optimist even now in spring of 2020. I am still an optimist. <laughs> so... Boy, you've got, you've got optimism in your DNA. Then <laughs> I do. Uh, and, and one of these days, Ciroc is going to edit it out. But until then, uh, yeah, until I'm then. optimistic AF, as the young people say. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we're going to have a uh, episode six reaction show out for you soon, I promise. Uh, but for today, that's it. And again, if you want to, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the Super Secret Theory Club, if you wish to join, uh, you can tweet us either at... Westworld Rewind, which is the preferred method of communication. You can get me on Twitter as Verso. You can get Don on Twitter as Don Melton. Right. And yes, and <laughs> uh, although it's a preferred message of communication, what the hell? Just send the tweet out to all, all three. Just oh yeah. Just just bomb us with it. Yes, and if you give us uh, your theory, I, I do not mind. Yeah. <laughs> And if you share with us your theory, that's really all you have to do to get into our actually not all that secret, super secret theory club. Uh, yeah. That's all it takes. Membership is easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I do software support for my own projects, so I'm used to getting uh, randos uh, mentioning uh, me in <laughs> the random in at. tweets. Yeah. yeah, the random at. And uh, many times I've started completely long chains and conversations and. <laughs> <laughs> and made a acquaintances that uh turned into friendship so you never know mm -hmm. oh uh, yeah so this show I, started I, because i randomly replied to don on twitter that's the whole reason we have a podcast that's that's exactly <laughs> it that's so keep that in was, mind kids. it was a it was a it was a joke that just got out of hand <laughs> just completely out of hand i think yeah um actually yeah and uh yeah, on that note, I'm really excited about season four, primarily because it means that uh, I get more opportunities to actually talk to you on a regular basis. And that makes oh, me very you. happy. And that, that makes me happy as well. Oh. Perhaps perhaps we can continue to uh, do this for years to come, because that will mean also that the world does not end in 2020. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> banking on that. That's where the AF in my optimism comes from, is that there will be a 2021, goddammit. So, yes. Absolutely. Um, and and then I might get to go outside again. Like, yeah, uh, it's my goal to get to record another one of these with you in person is where I'm headed with this. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we did one or two of those episodes. In, yeah, we in did person. two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them in person. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, which is, by the way, folks, uh, 
talking to somebody virtually for so long, it was the weirdest damn thing <laughs> to be in the same room for the first time. It's so weird. And Ke- Kelly had it to, was Kelly so and I awesome had to get and o- so weird. Yeah, Kelly and I had to spend a good 15, 20 minutes getting over the weirdity of that <laughs> it was really weird. before we could relax. So just <laughs> so you know, if you ever do something like this with another person, give yourself a little runway to to get over the creep factor. Oh Not yeah. Not that either one of us are creepy. It's just that we just weren't used to actually looking at each other when we talked. It's just that fundamental just... oddity. Yeah. Like to look up and not be looking at the computer screen, but to be looking at the other person that you're actually talking to, which it was was a a huge context shift. It was a lot like being back in the Mesa and stepping into analysis, right? (laughs) And just basically sitting there naked. Yes, Yes. it was about that weird. It was about tweaking. Okay, on that note. Let's wrap and <laughs> yes. get out of Dodge. We're going to bail. Uh, we will talk to you again soon, as always. Uh, Don, thank you so much. I'm always pleased to have you here and to share theories. And I really like I really like your theory about Caleb. Um, I'm going to have to think on this. And uh, we will have more to say when we do the next analysis show. So, Sure. I'll pull another one out of my ass. And- <laughs> Well, that's that's where a lot of them come from. Uh, we may even have uh, a a Reddit report from Don by the time we do the next one. I don't know. Yes, yes. Um, we will see how that goes. But in the meantime, Don, as always, such a pleasure to have you here. I'm your host, Kelly Gamont. It's always really exciting for me to be here. I'd like all of you to be excellent to each other, and let's be careful out there. Mm-hmm.